0: Good morning everyone. My name is Kevin Lagore. I'm the product specialist for Skywatcher here in North America and this is the Skywatcher What's Up webcast and we're this every Friday uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time um, and it is 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, I know we're all still getting used to the time change so uh, for future reference or until the time changes back uh, in the spring uh, this will be at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time as it always has, so um, adjust accordingly. Uh, So if this is the first time you are joining us on the What's Up webcast, this is basically where we talk anything astronomy from what's up under the nighttime sky, to equipment, to tips and tricks for observing, or imaging, or just whatever we feel like talking about. Um, So if this is your first time joining us, thank you very much. If you're joining us again, Thank you very much, and welcome back to another Friday. Friday the 13th, it's 2020, and a Friday the 13th, what could possibly go wrong? Um, Knock on wood. All right, so this week we're going to be talking about um, the holidays. Uh, The holidays are right around the corner. This whole year is blown by, and now, of course, we're talking about Christmas and Hanukkah and all, all the... Fun holidays that we all look forward to at the end of the year um, and with that being said there's a lot of things that get brought up uh, uh, with that um, as well uh, uh, real quick before we jump into that real quick if you if you enjoy the webcast I jumped ahead of myself If you enjoy the webcast you want to keep up with what's going on uh, go ahead and subscribe to our channel um, if you have any questions or comments um uh, email us at support at skywatcherusa.com. Um if it's something referring to the What's Up webcast, just title it, your email What's Up and uh we'll we'll take a look at it and we're happy to to get your input on questions on things like that. Now um, so like I was said before I jumped ahead of myself there. Uh, we're talking about the twenty twenty holiday season. Um, and this is a time that is probably the most difficult topic um, as someone who works uh, for uh, telescope support um, has to encounter. And that's because usually around this time of year we have a bunch of people who are looking to get their first telescope or they're trying to get something for someone, and they might not know anything about equipment. I know that's how it was in my family. Uh, When I was younger, it's like, what does Kevin want? He wants something for his telescope. I don't know anything about telescopes. What should we do? Well, just give them money or whatever. Um, But the guide today is hopefully, uh, it's just gonna be kind of a rough outline of things to consider and think about. Um, There's so many options out there for um, gift giving and budget is all over the place. Some people it's too expensive, some it's whatever. Um, So this is just gonna kind of be a generic framework. of what to kind of look for so um try to do our best on it uh one thing i really want to cover right now particularly because it is the 2020 season uh 2020 holidays this year has been very very strange and i think we can all agree with that that 2020 has really been odd uh because of covid and things like that uh the telescope industry is one of those industries that has been hit very very hard um In a positive way. Uh, It's just everyone wants a telescope now, which is awesome. Um, I've told people lately it's you know we've all said oh if only there was an eclipse or oh if there was only a comet that would get more people involved in astronomy. Turns out you need a global pandemic, that's what sells telescopes apparently. Um, So with that being said um, there's a lot of companies right now that have very limited inventory availability on equipment so if you're gonna be buying something for someone now is really the time to consider it Um, it's also uh, you should note that certain items are going to be difficult to obtain Um, there may be a backlog on that item and it might just be a fact that you're not gonna get it in time for the holidays just because of you know the delay in getting a lot of equipment in So if you could be cool to whoever you're working with, um, just keep that in mind. This is not a typical holiday season. Um, it's already stressful enough, uh, for retailers and stuff to make sure we've got inventory and stuff for that on top of everything that's going on now. Um, so this year is going to be a little bit weird and just be patient. You'll eventually get your stuff. Everyone's working very hard, um, to do this. Uh, no, it's not all coming from China either. Uh, we have friends here in US manufacturing as well. Everybody across the board is hit by this. So it has nothing to do with just China. It's even here in the US manufacturers, it takes time to get raw materials. Um, uh, yeah, so just, just take that into account. Um, if you're going to be uh, looking for equipment this holiday season. Not everything's sold out, but stuff is coming in. People are getting things. It's just those shipments are selling out like that, So, which is not a bad problem to have for our small little industry. So just, just my little soapbox there that this year is going to be strange. Be cool. Everybody I know is working very hard to make sure this is everyone's doing what they can so you know we all want our hobby to do well well it's doing really well right now yeah so it could not be doing well we could have no affordable telescopes. so that's that's the latter so anyway that being said um the big question that comes up this time of year um, whether you're an experienced astronomer or you're just getting started or maybe you're just have no idea what you're doing and you're trying to buy for someone is what to get. Um, That's an okay question, but what I find is there's other questions that you probably need to ask yourself or the people you might be wanting to get something for, is what questions should I be asking to make a better decision on possibly what I should be getting or what I should look for if I don't know that, so. because let's face it, astronomy is very complicated. Um, There's a lot of options on the market nowadays, um, a lot of very good options, um, and some of that can be expensive. So if you have someone who doesn't really know what they're looking for, or maybe it's for a child for the first time, uh, there's a lot of unknowns um, getting into it. So, So the first question you probably need to ask yourself or whatever it may be is, who's the item gonna be for? Um, is this going to be for a child or an adult? That's a big, that's going to be a big difference on usability for the equipment. Uh, what's their experience level? Are they a beginner? Are they advancing, kind of intermediate? Or are they an advanced user that's been doing this for a while? Um, I know if you're a beginner, you have nothing, you know, just getting a basic telescope is going to be awesome. If you're intermediate in there and you're advancing from that beginner stage uh, moving more to that middle row there um, you've probably got some equipment you've probably got your eye on some things that you would love to have um, that's kind of fun and then of course if you're advanced you've probably been doing this a while you probably have more crap in your garage than you know what to do with um, And the last thing you need is a telescope so um but yeah there's all different ranges of cool things that you can still do um that's astronomically relevant but those are some questions uh, especially for someone who maybe shopping for you or you're shopping for someone and you don't know anything about astronomy these are some important questions you should probably ask um you know who's it for child adult age groups can be helpful um are they beginner intermediate advanced And then what's the goal? Uh, This comes up a lot if you're deciding on what telescope to get in general, or if you're just getting started in astronomy. What is the goal? Um, Is it visual, is it photography, or is it both? Um, That is a huge, uh, well, it's really just a, yes, that's a fork in the road. That's exactly what that is that is a massive fork in the road for a lot of people. Um visual or astrophotography and those two can blend well together in particular setups and then there are other setups that it it just doesn't work uh very well. Um I have a lot of people who've bought one telescope um because it was budget friendly and it's not going to be a good stepping stone to get more serious into astrophotography. So understanding that goal um if it's a really big thing if if photography is if you know that's where you want to end up you want to start taking pretty pictures of the night sky that's a big question that you need to ask yourself ahead of time um so you know make sure you've got that figured out um if you have no interest in it that makes it really easy if you do then You need to keep that in mind because especially when you're buying your first telescope and you really know you want to get into photography um, knowing that that may be your long-term goal will kind of help you navigate equipment-wise to that way so you're not blowing a ton of money you can kind of spend smarter um, at that point so again big question is astrophotography or visual Um, this is basically you know anything um, for that matter on uh, astronomy, but for the holidays, it comes up a bit. Um, if you're watching this and you don't know anything about astronomy, um, astrophotography can be quite complicated. Um, you, should, you should do some research on that before stepping into it. Um, we'll get into that actually. So let's talk about it actually, astrophotography. There's a visual part to this as well. We'll get to that after this section. Um, astrophotography is just the biggest growing um, branch of astronomy period that's a large majority of what people want to do are take pretty pictures so um, try to do your research ahead of time Um, if you don't know call a a telescope dealer Um, there's plenty of good telescope shops around the world um, here in the US and Canada Um, wherever you are there's probably someone who's very knowledgeable and can be somewhat of an assistant um, to choosing and helping you navigate this uh, world. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid, hop online. There's some good Facebook groups. Um, there's, you know, form websites that can be quite helpful um, and they can be relatively opening. Um, uh, yeah, so. Uh, So again, what's the experience level? If this is what you know they want to do, what's your experience level? Um, A big question that comes up is, do they already have a camera? Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, DSLR, mirrorless. Are they a photographer? Do they have a nice camera laying around already? Do they have a telescope already? Maybe they're in that intermediate area where they already have a nice little setup and they just need some new cool accessories to throw onto it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge um but it is important and one one big thing is it's very tempting to go online and there's a lot of big box stores out there that have a telescope it's 150 bucks or cheaper whatever it's a toy we'll just say that it's a toy um those are not good for photography like at all uh so You know, astronomy to me is kind of a pay-to-play game. And I know there's a bunch of people that probably will argue that. Um, I've been doing this a long time. And you can get yourself a cheap little telescope. It's going to work fine for the moon. It'll probably get a kid interested, hopefully. But a lot of times they cause frustration. And they use it a couple times. They don't know how it works. And it ends up in the garage. And that's the end of it. Um, so spending a little, if you can get up into that 200 or $200 or more category, um, you can get a really nice telescope for that amount of money. So it's, if you can just save a little bit more, I know it can be a stretch at times, but it's worth waiting and not just jump ahead, uh, don't just jump into something that well it was cheap and affordable well yeah but now you're gonna hate the entire hobby and never look at it again this hobby is really cool there's a bunch of amazing things you can explore in it but it takes a little bit of an investment both in time time is big investment on it and a little bit of money and if you can just stretch it a little bit further and get into that 200 category There's a lot of much better options that'll make your experience so much better. Um, Not just on photography, where that budget just got shot out the door at that point. But just in general, if you have a beginner telescope, try to get something in that 200 range. There's a lot of quality stuff that starts to show up there, uh, affordable stuff at that point. It just makes your experience a lot better. And I'm not just trying to do that to make, to put you on a, sell you something more. I would like you to generally enjoy, or genuinely enjoy this hobby. And I've had enough people show up to my outreach events and I help them with these rickety things. And they just don't have a good time. And it's not fun to see. I want you to have a good time. I want you to enjoy it because... It's awesome, I know everyone here watching has that same feeling about it, but it takes a little bit of an investment to get into it. If you don't have the time and you really don't want to time it, then take up painting, something like that. All right, let's break this down real quick. So let's say you have an astrophotography, an astrophotographer, an upcoming astrophotographer, they're a beginner, they're a photographer that wants to get into it. Um, they already have a nice camera. Maybe they've got some lenses, um, but they want to get into astrophotography. Uh, this is a uh, this is what I would take a look at. I think the best thing right now, and I would like to mention a lot of it's going to be, of course, a lot of it's going to be SkyWatcher equipment because it's our freaking webcast. So, um, but there are plenty of good options on the market right now. From multiple manufacturers so uh, there's too many to mention here so this is going to be very general Um, so just a heads up Um, if you've got a photographer in the family and they're really interested in getting into astronomy they've got some nice lenses maybe they've got a nice dslr or mirrorless camera laying around and they've shown interest in astrophotography the best thing i would probably recommend for them is a star tracker Um, star trackers are tiny little equatorial mounts Um, somewhere between 300 and 500 ish depending on you know what's in there Um, this is a perfect introduction to astrophotography because you're gonna understand and learn how the sky is gonna work how you need to set up equipment in order to take those pictures and understand the fundamentals of what's required to get those awesome shots and a tracker is gonna be very helpful for something like that Um, it's not gonna be too big um, but you know, it's a nice addition. It's really the big stepping stone for a beginner to go from that tripod mount to a tracking system. It is it is the gateway to getting into astrophotography as a tracker of really any kind. Um, like I said, this is excellent for someone who already owns a camera. They've got a couple nice lenses. You don't even need a telescope. You just need a nice camera and some good lenses and you're done. You know, a lot of us have that laying around. I've got one laying around right here. So, you know, I'm not sure how many of you have $700 lenses laying around, but um, yeah, it's a decent uh, photographer. Um, is gonna have some nice lenses laying around, nice camera. They just need a tracker or that's it. You're ready to go. And time, time is a big thing. You need to have some understanding of what you're doing. Um, this is gonna allow for longer exposures of the nighttime sky. And it can be paired with all kinds of cameras. You know, Nikon, Fuji, Sony, Olympus. Um, Canon. I shoot Canon. Sorry, Canon. Um, whatever. Um, put a nice camera on there. Go polar align it. Throw it in the backyard. Take some pretty pictures of the Pleiades. Done. So that's what I would recommend. If you're a beginner, if you have a beginner you're looking for, a tracker would be a great investment. Um, especially if they've already got something. Like I said, they're about $300 to $500, depending on the kit that you're looking for. It's a great little... That's really the... I don't think you can get any better than that. Now, the intermediate group is really where I think the holidays come into play really well, because in this group, you've got people that are already established. They know what they're doing. Um, They're growing in interest. They know they like it. They've got maybe a little bit of an investment in it. There's a lot of really good options in here uh both for photographic and the visual group which we're going to talk about in a bit. If you're in that intermediate category um I would say at the moment um an ED refractor would be a good place to start. I'm assu- Now the reason the thought process behind this is maybe they're intermediate because they already have they've stepped up from that um DSLR camera lens, but they want a telescope now. Um, So just to start, there's a couple, there's a bunch of options in this section. Um, An ED refractor is really where it's something I would take a look at. Uh, This is generally going to be on the bigger purchase part of the spectrum there, and that's going to be between 400 and two grand. There's a way too many options to list there. Um, This is going to be a big step up from a telephoto lens. Now you have a dedicated um uh telescope for this at this point uh it may require a larger mount that's going to be something to think about that that might be something to you know i don't know what your budget is for this you know some people it blows me away what they've got to throw on the holidays so more power to you um if you already have one though this happens a lot with the intermediate group Um, They already have a nice setup. Maybe they already have a nice ED-100 or ED-80 or something like that They've already got a nice uh, Telescope, but maybe they're running a You know an older T3i Canon DSLR or maybe they've had their eye on a filter Additional accessories is really where it's at Um, Maybe you've had your eye on a flattener or a reducer or some kind of accessory for your telescope excellent option you know maybe ask what what they're currently looking at or hey i saw this in a catalog and i've really liked um i really like my telescope but there's this one thing that would really make it better yeah something like that uh filters filters are a great option i probably have them laying around in here somewhere Filters are an awesome option. And the cool thing about filters is they fit in a stocking. They're nice, they're small, they're shiny. You can get her something nice and shiny and then she can get you something nice and shiny or vice versa, because I have plenty of women who are into this too. Um, filters are a great option. Maybe you already have a nice setup and there's that really cool like opt L enhance filter that you were looking for or something like that. Um, Filters, I think, are fundamentally one of the best things you can get. They're nice and small. They're not extremely expensive like a telescope, and they can really expand the capabilities of your system. Um, and that's true for even if you only shoot on, like, a star tracker. You could take a look. There's plenty of companies like um, Optolong makes them, Astronomic makes them. Like a DSLR filter a clip-in filter or something that works on there something that will expand the capabilities of your current arrangement so filters are a great option they're nice and small so you can hide them um, like I said they could fit in a stocking or something a little box um, something like that so filters are a great option um, and then on top of that you could also do a camera Maybe they, like I said, maybe they have an older DSLR camera, and they've had their eye on a dedicated camera. You know, maybe that ZWO 533 or the Starlight Ultra Star Guider, or something fancy that's gonna, you know, really step it up a notch. Um, you know, cameras are a nice little gift box. They're not that big. Um, but that, something that's really gonna push that uh, that experience to the next level is something that would be really kind of cool. So uh, filters are great, cameras are great, maybe there's some other accessory like I see in the chat, you know, a filter wheel, maybe they've been looking at a filter wheel, maybe that would make your life easier. So filter wheel would be cool, Um, maybe an off-axis guider, I don't know, whatever. Um, Motor focusers, yeah, motorizing your focuser, you'll never go back. It's awesome. So stuff like that, stuff that can complement your current setup is a great thing. And a lot of times, especially in the intermediate group, can be extremely helpful um, to that person because um, I've been there before. I know what it's like to be in the intermediate group. Um, You're really excited. Usually budget is a constraint. So you've kind of got to build your setup one piece at a time. We all do it. You know you get your telescope and then you get the mount that was a big investment so there doesn't leave a lot of room so maybe the camera is not really where you want to be so you'd add the camera and maybe you add the filter and then maybe you add you up I don't know um, but holidays make a really good time to maybe give them one of those pieces of that puzzle that will take them a little bit further in that setup so maybe take some interest or ask them you know what are you missing? What would if you could have something for your setup, what would be, what would be nice? You know, check it out. um, And just take interest on what, what little thing would really be helpful for them. So the intermediate group I think is the biggest group um, that really benefits from the holidays. Cause there's a lot of room to play with in that group. Um, it's the beginners are really good. But intermediate there's a lot of options in there because now you can talk about accessories which are way more uh uh, obtainable i would say or more budget friendly rather than here's a whole telescope (laughs) um so something like that uh now the probably the most difficult group the advanced group the guys have been i'm sorry it doesn't really matter the person who's been doing this for a while um for the someone who has everything what do you get them? Most of the time you get socks. That's what you get, socks. You spent way too much freaking money on your setup and you don't need anything else. But um, maybe that's not the case. Um, so the advanced group, I think what would be really cool if you're into astrophotography or if you're in the advanced group, it's not even something that you can physically touch. What about remote imaging subscriptions? Obviously, we don't all get a chance to image on a 20 inch Richie accretion or a 32 inch uh, telescope or something like that. Um, what if we could actually take that? So, a remote imaging subscription is actually something that can actually be obtained um, online. There are, here's, there's a bunch of them. These are just four that I was able to rattle off the top of my head real quick. Uh, Mount Lemmon Sky Center in Tucson, Arizona. They have a 32-inch Richie Crichton, uh, Crichton. Um, You can, uh, you can rent out that 32-inch for uh, imaging. It's on their website. You go check it out. They'll be happy to tell you all about it. Uh, the Chili Scope, uh, Southern Hemisphere Imaging, if you're, if you've never had a chance to do it. Um, They have a one-meter telescope you can rent out. Uh, They've got some 20-inch telescopes you can rent out. There's a couple different options down there. Uh, Grand Mesa Observatory, they're in Colorado. Um, They have numerous telescopes that you can either get uh, time on or you can get um, uh, data from. So that's kind of a cool thing. Um, And iTelescope, that's another one. Uh, They have telescopes all over the world. So... A remote imaging subscription is kind of cool uh for someone who might have way too much stuff anyway because it's going to let them do things that are probably far surpassing um what is um usually obtainable by people. So, um this lets you get some real high end stuff um and try it out. So that that would be probably my recommendation. If, if you wanna get them something that is astronomy related, um, maybe check out a remote imaging subscription pack um, from one of these. So check that out. So that might be cool for the advanced imager if you really wanna get them something. If you don't, I still understand the sock option is probably the most, you know, that's what happens to me. It's usually shocks, or a shirt, something that's gonna keep me warm. If you have enough telescopes, go figure it out. So, um, there's that. Okay, so that really does it for the uh, imagers at this point. So let's talk about visual. Uh, Visual astronomy, of course, is the gateway into astronomy, especially in the holidays. I just got my first telescope, what do I go look at? That's generally what happens. So let's talk beginner level. I think, honestly, the best way to get started in astronomy is a Dobsonian. Um, Like I said, if you can get to that $200 price point, you've got so many good options out there. Um, Dobsonians come in all shapes and sizes, um, all price ranges, 200 to whatever you want depending on the size, but they are the best bang for the buck. Most of the holiday interest I see is for Dobsonians because they're so easy and you're getting a good size scope for not a lot of money. Um, There's a wide range to choose from, and it's perfect for all ages. You're not really going to break a Dobsonian unless you trip with it in your hands, which I have also done. Um... But they're they're really fun. You just set them up, you put the tube in there, you focus it, you throw it all around the sky, look at all kinds of stuff. It also encourages you to learn the night sky. So a Dobsonian um, is really a great way to learn the sky. It's, it's always a good starting point and probably one of the most popular options that we see for the holidays. Um, it's also a really big box half the time, so if you want to get people excited that's kind of neat. Um, Other options for beginners. Um, I'm going to recommend a couple other scopes out here that are in this area. I've had a chance to use them. Um, You know, some of these computer-aided ones like the uh, Celestron StarSense Explorers. Those are really kind of neat. I'll be the first one to admit them. You just put your phone in there and navigate around. That's kind of cool for a beginner. Um. Go-to telescopes are always helpful. There's a wide variety of what you can get um, for that as well. But there's a lot of really good telescope options for under $1,000. I meant to put them on here, but binoculars are a very nice uh, thing that you can do as well. Um, Binoculars are overlooked quite a bit. Um, But um, a nice set of binoculars is a great way to get started. Um, If you want something a little bit more than that, if you can swing to that eight-inch daub level, yeah, eight-inch daub will keep you busy for a while. Um, so that's probably the one we hear about the most—an eight-inch dob Sony. And if you can kind of wrangle that, that's um, probably going to be in that three, four hundred-ish ballpark. Um, that's probably what ideally, if it's a first telescope, you know they're kind of in, you know they're serious about it. Something like that would be kind of cool. Um, but there's plenty of good options out there as well. Uh, you know, plenty of companies to pick from out there that make good stuff. So, um you generally want to you know, maybe do some research on that. Call around, ask around. Ask the dealer if you buy one from them or are you looking for one What's the most popular thing? Really quick, let's talk about dealers and buying telescopes. If you're looking to buy a telescope, I'd probably recommend buying from a dedicated telescope shop or a place that really knows the hobby. Um, Buying from a big box location, run with that one, um, they're not going to be super helpful. Um, They're just there to sell stuff. That's not bad, but... If you're looking for a telescope, and this is your first telescope, you know nothing about it. Buying from an actual telescope shop, like a dedicated telescope shop, is going to let you build the relationship between them and you. You're going to have questions. You're going to have interest in getting more accessories. Um, Things like that. Those companies are there to provide the support that you're going to need and ask questions that you're going to need uh, moving forward. So buying from a dedicated telescope shop is, I would really recommend doing that. And it supports them. Uh, question. Do you recommend buying on Amazon? Amazon's really tricky. Um, we all love Amazon. I have Amazon prime. I love Amazon prime. Amazon has some issues on shipping items that come in two boxes. Um, like our Dobsonians or stuff that has a tripod, like a mount, Um, sometimes you'll get both boxes just fine other times you won't Um, it gets messy so they are I would say if you're gonna buy through Amazon be prepared for some mix-ups with them Um, Amazon's great if you've got a single box item an eyepiece for example Um, fine no problem Um, but if it's a first telescope And even if it's not, even if you're in that intermediate range, buying from a dedicated telescope shop of your choice um, helps the hobby. It helps um, not only um, the hobby itself, but it helps the entire ecosystem of the astronomy market because those those little telescope shops are dying. They're going away. You've probably noticed that over the last couple of years, the options to choose from have shrunk a little bit it's because you have these larger stores that are very hard to compete with. So the ones that are around right now are really, they're not struggling in any way, Um, but they're fighting to fight against a lot of that. So if you can support a a dedicated telescope shop and give them your sale, um, that's really helpful and it helps keep things moving. And what happens a lot is if you buy something from Amazon um, and you have a question on how it works, or maybe you want to get an accessory for it, they're not going to be helpful. Um, That's not really their job either. Um, A dedicated telescope shop, however, that is their job. They're ready to provide hands-on support and answer questions and help you navigate this hobby. So are we here at the um, manufacturer levels. But supporting your small shops is helpful, and it's going to help... um, Build that relationship so you have the support that you need when you're buying your telescope moving forward. So I usually recommend if it's your first telescope or it's intermediate, um, buy it from a, just pick a shop. There's plenty of good ones out there. They'll be happy to help you. So go check that out. Hopefully that was helpful. Okay, so like I said, if you're a beginner, you know, there's if you can get to that $200 price range, that's ideal. You'll get out of the, the toy telescopes at that point. Um, you can get some nice, like, tabletop dobs for $200. Um, an 8-inch dob, you can generally get somewhere between three and 500 depending on the model. Um, you know, we make a variety of them. There's a ton of them out on the market. And then there's, of course, different aperture sizes at that point if you need them um, as well. Plus, you know, like the one up here on the screen, that's a Celestron Nexstar 6SE. Uh, That's an awesome little telescope. I think they're like $700 or something like that. So there's plenty of good options. Um, If your budget's $1,000, between $200 and $1,000, you've got a ton of room to work with. Just avoid the really cheap stuff where it's like, oh, I saw this one here. No, just, just leave the toy telescope there. Do yourself a favor, invest a little bit more, Have a good experience, don't ruin it. All right, intermediate group for visual. Like I said before, intermediate group's probably the biggest group because at this point you've got a telescope, you probably had some eye on some accessories. You know, now's the time to throw out that wish list that, you know, hey, what have you had your eye on? Well, I've had my eye on eyepieces, ta-da. eyepieces are a great option um for the holidays um especially quality eyepieces if you're looking at you know something a little higher end than what came with the telescope you know a decent eyepiece costs 75 plus dollars plus, and that plus can go for a while um but additional eyepieces are great You've probably had your eye on a couple different lenses. Maybe they're a little expensive and you can't justify it all the time. Well, now maybe it's time to pull out that wish list and hand it over. Um, So additional eyepieces are excellent um, for anybody looking for expanding their visual uh, collection. Um, So, you know, try to go for a nice eyepiece. You know, these are small, you can tuck them in a stocking. Um, unless you buy like a 31 Nagler from Tel Aviv because the box is like this big, so you have to like shove it in there. Um, So eyepieces are a really cool option um, and they're a nice, they're really cool because honestly, what's really nice about an eyepiece is if you get it on Christmas day and you got good skies that night, you can take that eyepiece and go look at it or look through it right as it gets dark. So, and this year we have the Jupiter Saturn conjunction which are gonna be right next to each other, which we'll talk about on the first Friday of December. And that's a perfect time to go check out your new eyepiece and it just crush it and make it look real good. Um, this is a great um, this is a great option for advancing astronomers. Um, we have a Teleview Delos up here, the um, 17.3, one of my favorite eyepieces, but there are plenty of good eyepiece manufacturers out there as well. Um, Teleview is just one of them. Um, of course, you have um, Celestron makes some good stuff, um, Explore Scientific, Pentax, Botter. Um, there's there's all kinds of stuff out there. So, um, but if you've had your eye on an eyepiece, um, unintended, um, the holidays are a really good time to expand that hol- or, um, that eyepiece collection. Now there's some other options too. The first one are filters. Now there are eyepiece filters. Um, so maybe you've had your eye on like an oxygen three filter or a UHC, um, a filter just like what we talked about with photography, adding some filters to your list is probably nice. They're not super expensive. Um, maybe after all this talk about observing the sun, maybe it's time to ask about the solar filters. Um, I know someone in there is asking for a Daystar star Um Now's the time to maybe check those out. Maybe you want to get a solar filter before the sun goes crazy in the next couple of years. Um, side note on that, there are two eclipses that are going to be going through the United States in 2023 and 2024. Now's the time to get those filters. Don't wait, because it's going to get ridiculous again. So um, filters, great option. This is, like I said, the intermediate group is really it's easier because they generally have an established telescope set up already so you can kind of just get accessories to complement it so eyepieces are great filters are great um um, you know really any accessory that they might be interested in um is something to definitely check out maybe you want to upgrade your diagonal or get some bino viewers there's a nightmare path right there bino viewers if you're into visual and you really just want to blow a ton of money, get a nice set of Bino viewers because now you have to buy two of every eyepiece. So, um, Bino viewers are cool. Um, You know, there's all kinds of options out there, but probably eyepieces and filters are nice. Or, you know, maybe a good book. Um, I know that goes like, a book? What the heck are you talking about? Um, But uh, a nice book or a a sky chart or an iPad, if you don't want to do any of that. That can be a really cool observing aid um, to take out with you um, while you're viewing. So there's all kinds of cool things you can get in that intermediate group. There's normally something that they're looking for. It's probably an accessory they've been looking for for a while, you know, maybe get that list from them and see what's obtainable on that. Uh, Real quick question here. Who today sells excellent quality two inch basic eyepieces like orthoscopic or Kellners? Um, Takahashi has some really nice uh, orthos. You could check those out. Um, oh man, I can't. There's a company, I can't remember their name right now. Um, they're not any part of the main companies. Um, they sell some cool eyes. I forgot their name. I'd have to look it up. But there's a couple out there. But if you want, like, a name brand one, the Takahashi Orthoscopics are really nice. Um, the Teleview plossels are very nice. Um, yeah, that's you don't really see a lot of the Orthoscopics anymore. They're not super popular because everybody wants that spacewalk effect. Um, but they're out there. Uh, Takahashi is one of the only ones I know of unless you want to look on the used market. Um, but yeah, I would check out the Takahashi Orthoscopics. I think they go down to like four millimeters. Um, but they're they're pretty nice. Um or the, the teleview Plossels are, are very nice too. So there's some options there. I can't think of the other one. Um it would drive me nuts all morning. I'll I'll look it up while we're talking about um this um at the moment. Uh um, anyway, while I'm looking that up real quick, we'll, uh, uh, check out all this other stuff real quick. So let's, uh, um, of course, if you're in that intermediate group, probably the ultimate thing is that bigger telescope you've always wanted. Maybe you have an eight inch and you want to get a 16 inch. Yeah. Sweet 16. Um, a bigger telescope is always that nice option. Um, someone must really love you at that point because, um, that's definitely something to check out. Uh, oh, here I found it right here. Uh, Siebert Optics. Um, Siebert is not a commonly known about um, company, but they make all kinds of really unique eyepieces. Uh, they make ball eyepieces. Um, they make some. They make some really interesting. Uh, so there it is, right there. If you want to check it out. They make some planisphere eyepieces. I haven't used a lot of these, um, but they really make some unique ones. Um, so that's, you can give them a call and talk to them about some options there as well. Um, but that's who I was thinking of. Siebert Optics makes some of those really interesting planetary eyepieces. Um, you don't hear about them much because um, it's kind of, they're just not a main state, uh, staple of that obvious pieces so but the takahashi's are nice or you can check out these if you're looking for something really particular uh let me get through this real quick and then we'll go back and jump through some of those questions so because we're just about finished there so again if you're intermediate group eyepieces uh filters um uh, diagonals any other basic accessories are a good thing or if you've if they really, really like you, then upgrading that telescope to something bigger, aperture rules, um, so something like that. Okay, now let's talk about the advanced um, advanced group. Uh, in the chat there, real quick. Yeah, if you really want to go all out, the TMB orthoscopics or the Zeiss Zeo eyepieces, if you want to go absolutely freaking nuts, Top-tier equipment right there. you got to find them on the used market. I think a set of Zai -Zai pieces goes for, like, three grand or something like that. Um, So you could check some. Oh, um, real quick, uh, just while we're on the topic, Botter makes some orthoscopics. Um, They're pretty nice. They're pretty budget-friendly, too. Uh, The Botter orthoscopics work well. Um, And it's going to slip my mind again who the other one was. I'll have to come back to it real quick. So um, anyway, uh, the advanced stuff for that person who has everything in the visual world and they don't wanna get involved in astrophotography. I've had this done for me. I think it's really kind of neat. Um, Maybe do a private viewing at a professional observatory. If you've never had the chance to do this and I understand this might be difficult in the COVID era uh, because it usually requires traveling. But getting a chance to look through something that you might not get to look through on a regular basis is pretty cool. Um, And there's several observatories, at least in the west, out here in the west part of the United States, that does this. I'm sure there's other ones um, that do it as well. Um, But getting a chance to view through a telescope you might not be able to take a look at would be neat. So, uh, for example, Lowell Observatory here in Arizona up in Flagstaff. Um, you can take you can actually rent out the 24 inch clark uh, telescope as well as a couple other facilities they're doing some private viewings right now um, you could check that out that's kind of neat um Mount Lemmon Sky Center they're not doing anything right now but hopefully as we push later into 2021 um, maybe that'll be an option but the Mount Lemmon sky Center's got a really cool uh viewing uh event up there. Uh, Maybe you're out in Texas. The McDonald Observatory um, has some really cool stuff. They've got some big telescopes you can take a look through. Not just their generic, um, not even, I wouldn't even say generic. Generic's a bad word uh, to describe McDonald Observatory because their outreach facilities are crazy. Um, Lowell's is too. Lowell just upgraded theirs um, as well. But McDonald Observatory has a really cool uh, location for their outreach events. But for private viewing, you can actually go out, I think they have a 36 inch, an 82, and the 107 inch. Yes, 107 inch. Yeah, we're not talking, you know, 14 inch telescope anymore. Um, Serious stuff. Um, You can rent those telescopes out for an evening. It's pretty unique. Uh, Mount Wilson Observatory in California, you can rent out the 60 inch or the 100 inch telescopes up there. As well maybe do a group event because those get pretty expensive for the evening but you can actually break it up in a group so those are some kind of cool maybe off the beaten path options I'm sure there's some other observatories I didn't mention um, these are just the ones that I I knew off the top of my head so that's kind of my ideas for holiday gift giving um ideas so um hope you guys enjoyed that hope that was a little bit helpful if you're watching this afterwards maybe this was helpful if you really like the video um you know go ahead and subscribe to our channel if you've got questions or comments you can email us at support at title it what's up webcast um Next week, we're having my really good friend on from Mount Lemmon Sky Center, Dr. Alan Strauss. He's the director of the Sky Center. He's going to be on with us next week. And then I would like to mention to everybody that the last um, Friday of this month is, of course, Black Friday. And we will not have an episode. Um, we're going to be off. We're closed. So we'll be that doing that with our families. So um, next week is our special guest. And that will be the last one for November. Um, So join us next week um, for that. And that kind of wraps it up for the holiday uh, guide. Hopefully that was helpful. Um, So now let's jump into questions real quick. I know there's some floating out there. So let me go through there. Um, So we already talked about the eyepieces for the Skywatcher 180 Mac um, that people are looking for. Um, like I said, there's the Siebert optics, um, which I had up there. If you want to see that, you can kind of rewind back after this is over and check that link out. I don't have it with me anymore. The Takahashi eyepieces worked well. Botter makes some good orthoscopics. And if you want to go top tier Zeiss and all that fun stuff, um, uh, Brandon eyepieces, that's who it was. Brandon, Brandon eyepieces are also very nice as well. You can check them out too. Uh, next comment spectroscope as a gift um spectroscopes can be really cool um they are a bit more specialized it's something that i uh i wouldn't expect it's definitely a colorful gift (laughs) ha 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 um see if anybody picks that one up so a spectroscope can be really neat uh shiliac spectroscopes uh they make some pretty cool stuff so uh, you can check those out. Um, that's a little bit more on the um, specialized list. Um, there is a good comment there that I forgot about: um, cell phone adapters. Uh, the Celestron XYZ adapter is probably the best one out there. Um, that's a. I should have put that in there. That is a great option. A cell phone adapter is an awesome. Uh, an awesome thing um to add for that because you know taking pictures of the moon and stuff like that that's a great thing for a beginner um to do so that's a cool one as well uh next question uh last night my skywatcher is i'm getting phd2 error uh with a 120 guide scope load of 10 pounds i think that error is um if you have technical questions on the az gti um Go ahead and email that to us because that's going to take a little bit of time to look into. Um, I'm not sure what the errors are. Um, I see your numbers there but I don't know what they're in reference to if that's arc seconds or pixels or something like that. So um, if you have questions go ahead and send that with a little bit more detail in um, to our email that would be helpful if you want to know about that because that that's going to take some time to take a look at. So Um, And then, of course, like I said, the cell phone adapters, uh, like I said, the Celestron XYZ would be the one I would recommend. Um, That works really well. I think that's the best one. Uh, What would you recommend for an imaging system starter kit for galaxies? Oh, boy. Um, You know, galaxies can be kind of tough. That really comes down to like image scale and like pixel size. And there's a couple different things in there. I would say at least an 80 millimeter refractor is what I would go with. And maybe like a basic camera, you know, something in the ZWO line uh, would be fine. I know the 533 is really popular. Something like that. Um, That's what I would probably start with. Um, You know, the more resolution, the better. You know like a star is on a hyper star system like on a c8 is pretty sweet um you know there's a lot of options in there to to mess around with galaxies um but an 80 millimeter i would say minimum is what you'd want um from there so um there's a couple different things i would definitely say um speak with your dealer of choice um and they'd be able to help you navigate a little bit more on narrowing you know if you want to take pictures of galaxies narrowing that arrangement down um, i would definitely say maybe a one-shot color for convenience a light pollution filter no questions asked light pollution filter um, and then you know really any kind of telescope at that point um, i would definitely say something to make that really easy something within the 600 to 1000 millimeter focal length is what you want to look for and then Whatever your camera is going to be, any camera is going to work. But yeah, 600 to 1,000 millimeter focal length is probably what I would aim for. So um, hopefully that helps um, a little bit with that. Uh, Let's see. The Revolution Imager 2. um, I've never played with the Revolution Imager. I've heard a lot of good things about it. um, But I'm... It works, it's more of a electronically assisted camera for like observing, um, it's not really an imaging system but you can do some basic images with that. Um, so that, that would be something to take a look at. Um, Are there any images that couple USB to tablet? I'm assuming you're asking are there any cameras that couple to a tablet? Um, if that's the question, then you know, you need something like an ASI Air or something similar to that that you could remote into from a tablet and control that, but nothing that I know that plugs directly into a tablet. Um you would need some kind of computer system at that point. So um Alright, if there's any other questions, we're kinda of wrapping everything's up for the everything up for the week. Um so again, thank you all for watching. If um If you enjoyed it i really appreciate you being here today hopefully this was helpful for your holiday uh, gift giving if you need some assistance i would definitely recommend writing down a list of things that you're interested in or would like to have that would definitely help your family or friends navigate what to get you especially if they don't know what it is Um, a list can be very helpful because you know let's face it this it's not the most popular hobby in the world so it's, it's not like an iPhone or everybody knows what it is, or a Starbucks gift card, or something like that, so um, a list can be helpful. Uh, Black Friday specials for Skywatcher, no. Um, I will be really surprised if you see any kind of Black Friday sale from just about anybody this holiday season, because there's nothing in stock. Um, The things that are coming in, are usually sold because of backlog. Um so I don't think you're going to see any holiday specials. There probably there might be a few here and there. I can't speak for everybody, but it's definitely not going to be the normal year where we run holiday sales. So, um at least we won't uh, as far as I know. Um but yeah, no no Black Friday specials um this year. Um just cuz it's I don't have anything to sell. <laughs> Everything's sold. Um not everything. I have shipments. We have. Sh- uh, let me be clear real quick. A lot of people look at our website and they see back order, back order, back order. Um, it's not that we're not doing well. We're doing very well, and the entire telescope industry is doing very well. Um, and we have shipments coming in all the time. It's just everything that's coming in has sold. Um, that's how much demand there is right now. It's ridiculous. Um, so. It's not that things just don't exist. It's that everything that's coming in has already been purchased by people. So the thing right now would be if you want something, you just have to place the order and you're gonna have to wait for it. That's kind of the unless you can score it someplace some place that's in stock. Um But, you know, a lot of people are like, Are you just not making anything? Oh no, we're we're making stuff. Um we just can't keep up with the demand. So everybody's in the same boat everybody's trying to to get that handled Um, it's actually a really good time for the telescope industry and you know it's it's a flux that I think the industry really needs so it's a it's a very positive thing as far as I think future growth for our hobby that we all love but you know it's there's a lot of demand on things so if there's something you want place the order just be patient you'll get it. Um, you just might have to wait a little bit. I waited nine years on the astrophysics list for a 130 star fire. It's okay. Stars aren't going anywhere. I know you want to get out. Um, you probably got some nice stuff already, but if there's something that you like, that you have your eye on, and it's not available at the moment, it'll, it'll be available. Everyone's making stuff. You'll get it. You just might have to wait a little bit okay stars aren't going anywhere they've been there for billions of years so um other than that uh thanks all for watching i hope you enjoy it join us next week uh for my buddy uh dr alan strauss from the university of arizona uh is going to be on with us for um, um mount London sky center and uh we uh hope to see you next week have a good weekend go observing it's new moon week and it's dark um get out go photograph some stuff go observe um other than that you know have a good weekend take care and thanks for watching take care guys